0: spend, not have to worry so much about making sure nobody's getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have more leaders
1: at Friday nights
0: to look after the kids and and just interact with them. So throughout this whole process, God's just been with us, answering prayers, and and the youth continue to pour in. I mean, I think uh, two weeks ago, or last week, it was we had three new youth, Wonderful. and it's. I think the pace we're growing at is maybe one or two every week. Hmm. So we're looking forward to how it continues from there. Amen.
2: Thank you for sharing, Toby. Okay, guys, you can have a seat. The exciting thing is that you're seeing communities developed. From our youngest kid, we're teaching them how to enjoy growing with other peers. And with elders, we're not just a church that wants to kick out all the four-year-olds and put them over here and all the 12-year-olds because we're terrified of teenagers and put them over here. It might be true, but we're growing together as the family of God. It's a, genera- it's a cross-generational ministry, and I love the love that you, our church family, has for all ages. With that, kids, you're ready to go upstairs. You've been very patient. Stop right there. Wait for Auntie Twinkie and Uncle Eric. And as they go, I've got a special surprise for us. We haven't seen them in a while, but we have our Filipino dance team that's gonna share with us as soon as the children leave. So go ahead, everybody, stand up, greet those around you, take a break. We've had a couple of interviews. Greet those warmly. We'll let the AFF team get set up and then I'll start us again in just a moment. So say hello to those around you. Three of you got it over there. Stand up and greet those around you quickly. Okay, How buddy. are you? I'm well. Good morning. Nice shirt.
0: Okay, everyone, please find your seats.
2: There will be much more time to greet one another, but right now we have a special presentation in dance from the Filipino Fellowship worship team. Hey, you guys over on the right side of the hall, worship together after the service. Okay, ladies, go on up.
3: all the while you hear each spoken need yet love is way too much to give us lesser things cause what if your blessings come through raindrops what if your healing
2: Thank you, ladies. Well, quick quiz while Pastor Harris gets set up. Who can tell me the vision statement of Alliance International Church? And I hope someone can. Glorify God. Okay, we got one part, right? Just three more. By loving Christ, loving one another, reaching the world. Well done. Well, as we continue on celebrating how we've seen God at work in the life of the church, we're going to do so according to the vision of the church. So I've asked Pastor Ayres, who oversees a lot of our worship and community ministries, uh, to share with us a little of what's been going on uh, as we seek to glorify God together.
0: Thank you, Pastor Mike. And thank you, ladies, for that wonderful rendering and rendition of the song, I Am In The Dance. As a body and as a church, we desire to see uh, people being continually shaped and transformed by God himself and that each believer will continue to have the sense of his glory, his majesty, and his presence above all. This can be realized when we directly involved in the ministries and overall life of the church. Now, Jessica Young, Jung (laughs) will share how she found herself being compelled by the majesty of God and that she had uh, willingly commit her life, her effort, her whole being into serving the Lord and worshiping God. May I call Jessica.
4: Please
0: come up here. I've I've got two questions for you. Are you too nervous?
4: (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Jessica
0: is friendly, and she is smart, and she is uh, a dedicated uh, young person into serving the Lord. Now, Jessica, at a very young age, you have been a great example of what it looks like to serve the Lord. Now, please tell us why that is important.
4: First of all, I praise God really for that. I think um, where it really began, I guess, was... Just people pouring, their, giving their time into teaching me as a, a young child. So I was very, very fortunate to be brought up in like a Christian school. And then some aunties invited me to a Wana. So all the time that all of you pour into like, like children's ministries and youth ministries, even though I wasn't as much part of a children's ministry. But even if the children maybe at that time I didn't comprehend maybe what God's love was really like, that builds a really important and solid foundation for the times later to come. So maybe in the late teenage years when you're sort of thinking, you know, what's the meaning of all this and what am I going to do with my life? The knowledge that you give to these young people, it just really, when it's really in your heart, you get, you think about it and you turn to it in these times. And then I think that really allowed me to, first of all, just take the initiative to explore God's word more and as as you spend more time in it and as you spend more time with people that are believers and you see Christ's love and God's love working through them and God being glorified through them, you're really inspired and you're thinking, well, what is this all about, right? So, And if you know God is really who he says he is, the implications are just incredible and just beyond our imagination. So that's, I guess, first how I was compelled to serve God by just looking more into his word and just finding... What everything he says and everything he does through people and in the Bible, just so amazing, and it's unbelievable.
0: Very well said. Thank you very much. (laughs) Are you up for the next question? Yeah, Yeah. We know that worship is everything that we do as believers, which includes serving, giving, singing, playing piano, and even helping to prepare the hall for Sunday service or even Saturday service. Can you tell us an experience you've had relating to worship that have greatly changed your life?
4: I mean, yeah, exactly what you said. I mean, worship is something not only, it's not just singing or dancing. Well, thank you very much for your incredible performance just now. Um, but it's the way that we live and how we dedicate everything we have to God, right? So I guess what the, so it is a continuous experience, but I guess one single event that shaped my life a lot was actually here at AIC. So it was on Wednesday nights, you know, we have the fellowship worship and prayer um, in the room over there. So everyone was just sitting around the table and the pastor Mike was like, so has you know, God been at work in your life in the past days and weeks and months? And then I, I sort of had a small idea of what I could share, but then I was sort of looking to my left and to my right and sort of thinking, you know, is what I'm going to say important enough? Am I going to say it right? Is it going to be glorifying to God? Or am I going to sound silly or arrogant? Or is it just not going to turn out right? But then, you know, think to yourself, if you, if you really trust God that he is god and he is sovereign over all things and he's the person who gives us all these abilities the ability to speak to dance to sing just to do everything wonderful and everything good will he not also glorify himself when you put your heart and your spirit into glorifying god right so if with that in mind you know i i sort of wasn't very sure and was still very nervous but sharing something and then feeling that entrusting god to glorify him in whatever i am willing to give him because it is from him, and he is really in charge of everything, that he will take care of everything. So it's like whatever gifts we have, to, just to put in what we can put in and then trust that God is going to do the rest. I mean, it doesn't mean that you don't work hard and just say, okay, I trust God will do everything, I'll just sit here. Because he does say to you know, use the gifts and you know, be fervent in spirit and to serve the Lord. And I think that's what I really learned from that, and I'm really, really grateful for it.
0: Well, thank you, Jessica. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. Just a part of your experience, and we are so encouraged with that. I think every one of us could identify ourselves with what has been said because we are there ourselves. Amen? We are there. We are compelled by His majesty. And with that, uh, all of us are given the, the privilege by the Lord to serve Him and that we would have... The full sense of His majesty, His glory. May I invite you to sing with us the song, 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord. We have so many reasons to bless the Lord and to praise Him. Maybe unending reasons to, to praise the Lord. Let's sing
5: your holy name. you're rich in love you're rich in love and you're slow to anger your name for my heart to find bless the lord oh my soul oh my soul worship his name your holy name. Sing it again. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord oh my soul oh my soul worship his holy name. Sing like never before oh my soul I worship your in yeah. your
6: we glorify God is through loving Christ. And uh, we do that through spending time with Him, getting to know Him more, and what it means to live for Him and to follow Him. And so here at AIC, we have uh, discipleship classes for all ages. And uh, discipleship is basically a disciple is a follower of Jesus. And so discipleship is that process of learning more about Christ and and how to live for Him. And one of the ways we do that is through studying and uh, uh, spending time in His Word. And so I've asked for a couple ladies to come up, Linda and Mary Fay, and uh, they have been participants in one of our adult discipleship classes, uh, Multiply, and uh, I'll, I'd like for them to j- just share with us... <laughs> I'd like for them to share with us just a little bit um, about what they have learned and uh, appreciated about being involved in the Multiply class, but also how God has worked... Uh, in your life uh, Throughout this time in, in discipleship So Mary, Mary Faye Why don't you go first okay.
7: First of all good morning to everyone um, I, I think One of the greatest thing That happened in my Christian walk, joining the Multiply class is the uh, Discipline of spirit God has Made to me because You know in, in in my life I have some issues that I don't want to be to to come up again and just forget but it just sometimes pop up and I'm I'm so uh, overwhelmed with that. So I just confess it to the Lord and during that time um, I even doubted about my salvation and then recommit myself to Jesus Christ and I said, Why is this going on to me? but uh, I just learned that it was a false guilt that the enemy is. I'm I've been a captive of this false guilt. Then Jesus just released me from this because it's not true. And then the second thing that happened is that He just surfaced me with that uh, with that with that the some behavioral patterns that is. Inadequate in serving and following Jesus, so uh, realizing that I I I am now be more on guard on that behavioral behavior, behavior to uh, we have more uh, defense on it, so I will not be acting on it. So uh, and one thing I learned about discipleship is that disciple is not only you know, bringing people to Christ or sharing Jesus Christ. It's, it is also important that we know how to listen. A disciple must know how, must be a listener because if I don't listen to what the, go- the, the Word says to me, I'll be walking in my own way, in my own, uh, I mean, in my own way how to relate to people, which is some of it are not unlikely to him. So he just reveals so much to me of myself rather than uh i know myself so i know those revelations i just learned from it that um god is really great because he just uh opened up to me how how it is to love other unconditionally because normally i'm a person who is picky and who is uh what you call this? Is I'm more critical. I'm a critical person. So he just removed this to me because it's not God wants me to be to serve him. Because all I pray to him, Lord, I just want to follow you and change me, whatever it is in me that is unlikely and uh, inadequate in serving you. So he just um, showed me those things. And then I ask and pray that uh, the Holy Spirit will guide me and enable me to practice what i have learned and the good thing about discipleship is that uh, i have fellowship with with same believers because when i'm not in the church i live in a place where all unbelievers and what i i i can share my experience here how people love one another how people care one another and some some i can give comfort through the experiences I have learned in sharing, then I can also relate to them and then I can share the experiences of others to them that there is God, there is great God that um, who is with us, all, uh, with us in all circumstances. But uh, the first thing, the first step is to have a relationship with Him because without a relationship with our God, with, with Jesus Christ, All is nothing. Just like I remember, Pastor said, Pastor Mike said, "Christ plus nothing is everything." So we cannot go a long life without Christ.
6: Thank you, Marafe, for sharing that. And Linda, um, maybe just share as well what you've learned or appreciated the most about being in the Multiply class and how God has worked in your life as a disciple
1: all right and uh, i still remember november 24 2013 i was here baptized and committed to follow christ and after that i was so excited and i was like you know want to share to everyone around me like how god uh, had worked in my life but then i started to feel the difficulties And I found, like, not everyone really followed me or listened or understood me until I attended the discipleship class, the multiply. And then I started to think, okay, to the section about the fisher of men from what Jesus said (laughs) to, to his disciples. I'm thinking, hmm, fisher of men. Yeah, I don't know how to fish because I was fishing with my bare hands, just by catching, by my bare hands, and I couldn't fish properly. I need techniques. I need to know how, and this class actually unveiled my eyes and my my heart, actually, and then I starting to look into people around me, and then um, finding lots of miracles and wonders is happening around the world, around people around me, too, and then I one really want to share and then want my friends to know um, how God had done in our lives, how great he had done in our lives. And even though I'm still learning in the learning process, I'm learning how to use the fish pole, actually, <laughs> not with a fish net yet. But hopefully the technique I, I'll you know get it gradually from the class. Uh, I know the multiple classes uh, will end already because I, I've but I will continue to follow the, the rest of classes, and hopefully I can build up my skills, and hopefully one day God can help me to learn how to use the net to fish more people around me. <laughs> Thank you.
6: Thank you so much. Thank you. <clears throat> well, as we were listening to what these ladies were sharing, I, I think it's clear that uh, discipleship is not just a Bible study and head knowledge, but It's uh, having our hearts and lives transformed, our practical everyday life being more like Christ and seeking to follow him. And it's not easy, and that's why we need each other, which we'll talk about in a moment. So at this time, we're going to sing a song, and let's declare our love for Christ with the hymn, In Christ Alone.
0: Please stand with us and sing In Christ Alone.
5: solid ground fearing through the fiercest drought and storm what heights of love, what depths of peace when fears are stilled when striving cease, my comforter my all in all Here in the love of Christ I stand of God in helpless faith, this gift of love and righteousness, gloried by the ones He came to save. Till on that cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. Here in the death of Christ I live On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand See that again, on Christ the solid rock On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. body lay, light of the world by darkness lane then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again, and as he stands in victory, since curse has lost. The Precious Blood of Christ
0: No guilt and
5: life No fearing death This is the power of Christ in me From life's first cry To final breath commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man. can never block me from His hand. Till He returns or calls me home, here in the power of Christ I stand. the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand sand,
0: Amen. Amen. Be seated, please.
6: I'm going to ask a couple gentlemen to come up uh, Benson and Gordon. And another way that we can glorify God is by loving one another. Uh, Something that we value highly here at AIC is community. Um, And uh, something that we do to facilitate community are what we call community groups. And so we have well over 20 of these groups um, if we include our youth and children and adults. And that's from, for our adults, that's from uh, our home community groups to our Filipino discipleship groups to our Mandarin fellowship group. Uh, we have a youth fellowship. And then uh, as we heard, uh, even the children have uh, little groups that they, they form for community and uh, we have over 200 adults, uh, about 200 adults involved in community groups. And so we're so excited about this because it is something that, um, that, that we, we need. Uh, Jesus said that the greatest commandment was to love God with all our heart, but also to love our neighbor as ourself. And so loving one another is part of being a follower of Jesus. And uh, one exciting thing from this past year is that we had um, three new groups that were formed. Um, And one of those groups uh, is out in the Kowloon West area. And uh, Gordon has uh, joined that group this past year. And so, um, Gordon, I thought that you could share with us a little bit about your experience of getting involved in in a community group uh, this past year and how it has helped you in your relationship uh, with Christ.
8: Sure. My wife and I, we're relative newcomers. We've only been going to the, the group maybe six months or so. So it's been a great way to get to know people, but of course it's much more than just a a social gathering. Um, It's a chance to hear what the Lord is teaching other brothers and sisters, a chance also to pray for each other, um, not just when we meet, but throughout the week. Uh, For example, one of our members, Victor, uh, should be in Congo right now so we can pray for him. So in terms of fellowship, it's great getting to know people. Uh, the other thing I'm particularly excited about is is what we study um, in the group. We were finishing a, a previous study, and we were deciding what we're going to study next. So we decided we would be quite revolutionary. We wouldn't study a we wouldn't have a study guide or a book. We'd actually study the Bible, without anything else. So we decided we would study Philippians. So it would reinforce what we're learning on Sunday mornings and also just to make sure that Mike doesn't miss anything out. (laughs) So in terms of fellowship, in terms of studying God's Word, uh, the groups have been great.
6: Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. And um, Benson has been involved in a community group for several years now, and uh, his group is kind of a longstanding group. And um, so, Benson, uh, why don't you share with us a little bit from your perspective? um, I know that your group has been around for a while, but maybe share your experience from this past year uh, and maybe even any kind of transformation that you've seen take place that's rejuvenized your group, uh, especially since starting the Gospel and Life uh, study.
9: Um, actually, a few things uh, a bit change. Good change. The first thing is the beginning of this year. Uh, group uh, grew quite big, about about almost 18, 20 people. So we decided to, to split into two groups. Because uh, it takes a long time to, for people to share. So um, it grows, and so we have two groups now. But from time to time, that sometimes we only have 10 or 12 people come. But sometimes the, when more people come, we have, you know, split in groups. And um, about the, the, the material used, um, the gospel of life, right? And uh, some people said it's a bit too deep, but I think it's, um, from my perspective, it's just, you know, if God is the creation of knowledge, and um, the law is so vast. as an uh, academic, I think we only know need two things about something so if people think uh, you know, the gospel in life actually is the, the law is from God everyone can pick up little bits of it and make sense about their practical life so you don't need to understand all the things, maybe we never understand the whole things. but uh, it's good that how to use God's knowledge and put it into practice in life and uh, one last thing is um, Uh, Quite a lot of people in my group got sick, but always got used this kind of uh, suffering and turned into a blessing. So um, we found in the last um, six months, a lot of um, busy emailing each other, uh, concerning each other, not just uh, saying hello at church, and we put a lot of things in practice. And also we put your teaching, the practice, multiply lessons. Is We don't only care about our groups, we have to care about the people around us. But the first thing I think we started, we have to start from our family first. So uh, a lot of families' parents, they got sick. I think not only our parents, I think a lot of people's parents got sick uh, when they get older. So we have to spread our words and love um, to them. So we start with our parents. And um, and then one thing is um, we need to reach out. So um, we found uh, a very good uh, outreach organization is called, Home of Loving Faithfulness is a special children and kids. It's was found uh, in the early eight, uh, '60s by two English Christian ladies, very loving ladies, um, just uh, uh find a home for a lot of orphans. They are disabled. Uh, they are uh, what? They are mental handicapped. So we, uh, I, I organized a trip to to go there and maybe um, a after, well, before Chinese New Year, and I think that we will go there again because a lot of kids love to go to have dim sum, and um, but they don't ever have a chance because they're disabled, and they, they is a lot of helpers to help them. But um, I think next time we, we don't bring cakes, we bring dim sums, right? So that's it there.
6: Okay, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. And as they were sharing, you could hear that uh, a community group is so important to uh, support one another. Whether one of the members is traveling uh, to Africa for the first time, they can know that they have a group of people who loves them and care for them. Um, Or if you're in a stage in life where uh, there's lots of tragedy happening or you're older and and facing illnesses or deaths in families, you have people that can support you. Um, And so it's so important uh, not only for that, but also growing together, learning from God's word together. So community is so important. At this time, uh, we're going to pause for a moment. We're going to continue to worship, but worship through the giving of our offerings. So I'll ask for the, the ushers to come forward, and uh, let's pray as we uh, come before the Lord and prepare our hearts for worship through giving. Lord, we thank you so much for, uh, for this life that you have given us. Uh, Lord, thank you for giving us new life through your son, Jesus Christ, and for what he's done for us on the cross. Uh, Lord, we want to exalt you. We want to glorify you. Uh, And Lord, we want to love you uh, in the same way that you have loved us. But also we want to love others uh, because you have first loved us. And so may you draw each of our hearts closer to you as well as closer to one another. We thank you for this church family that you placed us in so that we can learn and grow and support, grow with and support one another. Lord, now as we uh, continue to worship through the giving of our offerings, uh, Lord, I pray that you would just... um, move our hearts to give uh, out of uh, a love for you and a love for your your church and your kingdom. And Lord, may you um, use each and every gift that's given for your kingdom and your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: win need power and true love for each other. We have had so many big but empty
3: words.
5: So we come before your face, asking for your grace. Bring your people to a state of kingdom life. Restore your church again. Touch your people once again With your precious holy hand We pray Let your kingdom shine upon this earth Through a living glorious church Not for temporary dear But to restore the authority and power, let a mighty rushing wind blow. Touch your people once again. Lord, you see your tired servant. And the broken, wounded soldiers, oh, how much we need your precious healing hand. We need the power of the cross as the only source for us. When we stand up, facing final battle cry, restore your church again. Touch your people, once. Once again, with your precious holy hand, we pray, let your kingdom shine upon this earth through a living, glorious church, not for temporary deeds. But to restore the authority and power, let a mighty rushing wind blow in. Touch your people once again. Let a mighty rushing wind blow Touch your people once again.
2: Well, God can be glorified in every area of life not just from a beautiful voice and piano like that but how we interact with one another how we love Christ and show our love through him through service and also how we serve a world that is in desperate need of a savior if you look at the statistics it's estimated there there are over 2 billion people right now that have never heard of the name of Jesus Christ 2 billion that's a lot And we are compelled by our love for a savior that on Palm Sunday was proclaimed as king only to be crucified five days later. We are compelled by a love for him that gave his life for us to share him wherever he might lead us. And so I've asked the head of our missions ministry team, Keith Kendig, also one of our under shepherd elders, uh, to come up and, and share with Linda, but not his wife. You might get confused. Another Linda, because we're able to welcome back with us this Sunday on her way back to Canada, Ms. Mrs. Linda Reeves. So, Keith and Linda, come on up.
10: Well, thank you, Pastor Mike. Fortunately, we're able to have Linda here with us on this Sunday morning. I'm not sure how long you've been back in Hong Kong. We're very good to be here. If you've been a part of AIC for really any length of time, she's a familiar face to you. She served here faithfully in Hong Kong for a number of years, and then God called her to a different mission, and that was along with her husband, Dan, to Cambodia. So she's been serving there, so I want to ask her a couple of questions about how that has been for her in her life. So are you ready? Mm -hmm. All right. The first question I want to ask you is, how have you seen God working in amazing ways, or any one particular amazing way that spoke to you in the ministry that you have in Cambodia right now?
11: Right. Going to read a verse uh, from Matthew 5. It's verse 14 and 15. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Um, I went to Bailin, which is the, where we have a school. And um, as I approached, I could see from miles around the, the new building And it's a three-story building, which is in a very flat location. And nearby is a village, which I think that what is so amazing is that um, this house that, that has been built, it serves... Classrooms on the bottom floor, there's four classrooms, and then the the next two floors are housing for um, teachers and the youth group that meets there. And what is so amazing is that electricity was brought in to that house, and Three days later, running water. So this is really God's miracle. There's electricity, and there's running water. And I think that the young people that meet there, that they meet at night, there's 20 boys. Um, Girls are not allowed to meet. It's part of the culture. Um, But there's 20 boys that meet regularly, and they meet for Bible study. And they are the youth, the future of Cambodia.
10: You would think it would be uh, something amazing to have water and electricity, but when you're in a part of the world such as Cambodia, where God has placed you, those are things that are not just things. We take them for granted here in Hong Kong, and they're always available to us. But when you're in parts of the world that don't have that, to count that opportunity that God has given you to have that, that's wonderful. Now, he's also gifts all of us. God gives us all tremendous gifts and abilities and talents. And then God puts you in Cambodia for a reason to use those gifts, talents, and abilities that you possess. So how has he been able to use what he has gifted you with in serving the people in Cambodia?
11: Yeah. Dan and I are living in the mission house. And so 12 teachers came there for training for a week. And um, I provided the training. And Pastor Jojo provided the the message to be the best teachers that they could be. And um, it was wonderful.
10: All right. One final question for you. You chose to go. You know, God prompted you and you said yes, that you would be used by God. You would go to a difficult location like Cambodia, you and your husband, and serve faithfully there. Why should anyone sitting here in this congregation this morning decide that would be a good idea for God to use them and their gifts and abilities the way that you have seen it God use your life
11: right um, I think that that Cambodia is a is a poor country it's an uncomfortable country but it's a country that needs you and so anyone who is interested in going to Cambodia should go. Uh, you will be blessed like I have been serving.
10: Yeah. Amen. Thank you Linda for your service there and for being here this morning with us. it's something to think about, I encourage each one of you to continue to pray how God might use you in going and serving others that are in desperate need of hearing the gospel message. Thank you Keith.
2: We get up and we hear stories of God at work and we can sit back and think, wow, that's great. And it is my prayer that we go away joyfully celebrating who God is and what he's done. But I also have a dual role. I'm not just merely called to encourage the shepherding of the flock. I'm called to encourage the right use of the resources we've been given. And if after Paul had written this statement that you see on the verse, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. What he means is that all who are in Christ are dead to sin. It is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. Maybe it's, can you just put that down? I'm assuming maybe there's some cell phone reception there but I wanted us to get a picture and I want to do a couple of things as we close our service today. One, I want to give you permission. I am not standing up here asking you from God's word to get involved in one more program of Alliance International Church. Programs are wonderful. They're necessary and they're the foundation of how we are able to serve. I am asking you, by the compelling love of Jesus Christ to get involved in people's lives. Because, I'm, well, technically I don't really have to ask you. He tells you to. And if we have neighbors that we don't know, the question isn't, should we? It's, why don't we? So I want to invite you in the next 12 months to be freed up not to do one more thing, but to go love people. I want to invite you as a church body to get involved in enjoying the community of believers that God has given us, but to then walk through life in the good times and the bad times and watch the Holy Spirit transform us by the renewing of our minds, Romans. I want to invite you to love that really hard to love person and then watch how God has transformed their hearts and softened them because of who he is, not because of how great your love is. I want the world to see in us our radical love because just a couple verses before this, Paul said, actually one verse before this, he says, if we're out of our mind, praise God, because we're out of our mind for Jesus and His love is radical. It says, love the world even if they trample all over us. We've heard stories of coming up and showing up when it's difficult. We've heard stories of going to destitute places. Victor is safely with the Samatus this morning. Isn't that amazing? Why? Because the love of Christ compelled him to use the specific skill set that God has given him for the glory of God in a way that helps propagate his gospel in a place such as Congo. Who are we to say God can't use our skills? The second part of this that I want to finish with is that it takes stewardship. It costs money to free up people to get involved in ministry, to train up leaders that Dr. Chung started our service with. We are passionate about raising up leaders. But when we step out in faith and we set a budget that you, our church members, approve, we have to step out and say we're going to fulfill that budget and we're going to give. And so I want to invite you into the partnership of the gospel that comes giving back to God what's already His and asking Him to use it to multiply His kingdom. I'm not asking you for a raise. I'm not asking you for a fancy swimming pool up on the roof. That would be really cool. No, that's not who we're about. We're about Jesus Christ and making him known. It was interesting, and I finish with this. I was uh, at a little sporting event yesterday afternoon. Some of you may have heard of it. It's called the Hong Kong Rugby Sevens. And I was sitting with 15 men Aged, the youngest was nine and the oldest was older. (laughs) And they're connected in different ways. But all these men together sitting up in the nosebleed seats of the stadium, talking about life together, enjoying rugby sometimes, but growing together in relationship. Because every one of them had a connection to Alliance International Church. And they were eager to hang out and spend time together, even for a few moments or a couple hours. It's something like the rugby. But you know what? Because of that love, I heard conversations of God at work even yesterday. And even on the ferry ride home, one of the little ones looked at me and said, so why do we believe in God? Because you never know. Well, we believe in God because he is our great and mighty Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King. If you want to know why we believe in God starting April 12th, come to the discipleship class and you'll look into that further. But for today, I also want us to remember that as the family of God, we give of our tithes and our resources and our time to build relationships with people because we never know when we might get the chance to give the reason for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We are compelled by our love for God to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. That is my report for 2014-2015, that we will be a people that makes disciples for the glory of God. Amen? Amen? Let's close in song.
0: We invite you to stand again with us as we sing our song. Hallelujah to the Lamb.
5: To the light.
2: Sunday, and I believe Christ was well praised today. You're singing your stories. Let me commend you on that. Join us on Friday for our Good Friday service at 6 p.m. We'll we remember through communion, through the scriptures, and through song just who Jesus is and what He's done for us. Then on Saturday and on Sunday we have baptismal services to celebrate new life in Christ. He who is raised again to give us life. So join us on Saturday 11 a.m. right here on Sunday morning 1045 as always. Note there will be no discipleship classes next week uh, as it is Easter Sunday. Now for everyone you are invited to stay for our annual general meeting. But there will be a couple of things we have to take votes on. So I want to invite all of our members to sit in the middle two sections from about six rows up and forward, okay? Uh, You have about 10 minutes. We will promptly start. The chairman will convene the meeting at 1235 sharp. If you have children, rush them because I know you're hungry and the longer this meeting goes, the hungrier you will be. So let's close with the benediction the theme of the passage we have been looking at all day through story. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God who made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You are dismissed, but not for long. Ladies and gentlemen, don't, please do not take the chairs down, we need them for the meeting, please leave the chairs, sorry, thank you, you're all so helpful, so thank you very much for that.